GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. That ended abruptly. Welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern time. And you know what we do? We talk about guns for an hour. And each day of the week, we do a different thing. And on Wednesdays, it's entertainment, pop culture, books, movies, radio shows. Uh, Now, let's do the tactical quiz. So we also do... Gun Games and Firearms Fun. TacticalQuiz.com is one of our websites out there where you can find all kinds of fun ways to entertain a group of people who might be having a long format conversation in a live hangout or whatever you want to call your live uh, conversations out there that sometimes get stagnant. So we built TacticalQuiz.com as a place for people like this guy, Gizzard to have a place to get a conversation going or to have some fun with uh, something to pass the time on a long format show. It also gives people who are just interested in learning a little bit about guns in a different way, a place to uh, do so. And we want to say thanks to our Patreons. If you look below, there's a little scrolling thingy down there that uh, says thanks to our Patreons who make it possible for us to spend our time on projects like these. We've been doing this for years and we don't have a bunch of them. We've got about 150-ish Patreons, and we value each and every one of them. They give us the time to work on these projects. They pay for the software and the servers and, like I say, the time to be able to do this. So we don't have to put a bunch of ads in here for a bunch of things. However, every once in a while, we do like something, so we'll mention it. Tonight, though, is the tactical quiz, and we're starting a little bit late, mainly because I've had a bunch of things going on IRL, as the kids would say, and... Uh, just put the quiz together, uh, maybe the top of the hour here. Invited DJ in as the uh, Second Amendment roadie to uh, help out with this show, also because he would mop the floor with y'all, and that wouldn't have been fair to you, the listener. Here's the deal. We do this live, and I'm not going to put anything on the screen right now because, I don't know, I'm just being lazy, and I don't really have anything figured out here yet. So we're going to wing this one. We're going to improvise just the way... The same way that uh, a nice jazz ensemble would uh, improvise a little something for their uh, favorite guests after everybody else went home. The show is at midnight when everybody else is too uh, tired and lazy to have their own shows. So uh, this is for just the special people that are up live. 
and we'll impromptu or improvise some uh, a tactical quiz here. But then we also take the audio and we push that out to all the different podcast platforms and we'll attempt without copywriting everything. We're not going to play name that tune. We've done that in the past. You can go watch those shows, but they copyright and they ruin our channel. So I'm not going to do that tonight. But uh, we'll attempt to do a uh, audio version that's fun for people listening in the future as well. So you uh, we will have spoilers, I guess, because we will have to come up with a winner tonight. We'll see how many people are playing right now. We only have four votes in our tactical quiz. Uh, excuse me, in our poll going on over on the YouTube side. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I've been talking for five minutes here, trying to let people figure out that the show's starting and you decide to come over. I've posted a couple of links out there on Minds and on Locals and on Instagram and on the YouTubes, I guess, and on Twitch. we got some Twitch people watching also. So uh, with that being said, give DJ a chance to talk about uh, tonight is gun songs and firearms lyrics. Take a second, chat a bit, let people know what you've been up to. It's been a while since you've been on the show. And then uh, we'll see how many people raise their hand out there that are interested in playing Tactical Quiz tonight. Gee, it's good to be here tonight. And what a night uh, for me personally. Music is my thing. You know, that calling me the tactical 2A roadie is a, is an appellation that I appreciate and uh, something that I strive to be even better at every day. So being able to talk lyrics and bands, the music industry itself, this is going to be a real blast for me. I, I took a look at that poll coming in and made my vote. So one of them does count this way, but I won't be participating. You know, I'm not going to mop anybody up as G suggested. I'm just here to, to hang out, have a good time, uh, talk some music and some two way along the way. I'd like to put the first challenge out there for whoever can give us a decent lyric from the battle of new Orleans by Johnny Horton. What do you know about that song, DJ? I, I know the song itself. Um, but trying to get past even those opening lines is not really all that easy for me. I know that it was in something like that, but then there's a part in there where they definitely, everything in here is going to be talking about, you know, firearms, guns, that kind of thing. So, uh, there's definitely a lyric in the battle of new Orleans by Johnny Horton that we're looking for. And the first person to throw it out there, it's sort of like a scavenger hunt or, if you just know it off the top of your head, just how fast you can wiggle your fingers or type it into a keyboard. So sorry I interrupted you. Did you say you do know about Battle of New Orleans or you don't? I'm familiar with the song. I was having trouble accessing the lyrics past the first line. Um, and it's, com it's coming back to me a little bit. But yeah, 1814. Plus, um, if, I, if I remember correctly from the second line, it refers to Colonel Jackson, which would be uh, Andrew Jackson. And he actually, when I was in elementary school, was one of my favorite presidents. I don't know a heck of a lot about what he did beforehand. Um, what I did know at the time, say, in elementary school, is uh, probably long forgotten from this adult memory. But, yeah, it's, it's certainly it's a catchy tune, <laughs> for sure. So is that the one where they go, 1814 took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson out of Mighty Mississippi? Yep. yep. <laughs> and and that, something that... about something and then something. Took a little bacon, right. took a little beans. Yep, yeah, we're going to go with Gizzards is here. There's a better lyric, but Gizzard was first. So just like a lot of times, if you're the first, you don't have to be the most accurate. The most accurate lyric would have been, 
DJ, go ahead. Oh my, the most accurate lyric for the firearms part? Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to look those up. Am I allowed to look things up for this? Because I'm not playing? private chat if you want, I guess. Oh, okay. I should do that, shouldn't I? Fired our guns and the British oh, kept it coming. You're, t you're chatting with what Worry said right there. Yep. Sorry, right, go, ahead. go ahead. and say it. No, uh, reading from the back chat. Fired our guns and the British kept it coming. There wasn't nigh as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began a running on the mighty... Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that last line I, I remember as well. It's ringing in my head. It's ringing in my head. Uh -huh. um, I've heard it said we fired our muskets and the British kept it coming, but I'm guessing on the internet people are more stupid than what a musket is. But back when I was a little kid, I believe we would say we fired our muskets and the British kept it coming. But there wasn't nigh as many as there was a while ago. That's what we would sing as little kids when they would take you into the cafeteria or whatever. I remember singing that song. So who are we giving that to? Gizzard for being first or Roy for being better? Why don't we give Roy two for being the accurate gun lyric? And then Gizzard will get one for being first. Just like if you got a quick shot off, but you didn't hit paper, right? And I probably should put these somewhere else because I'm going to forget them. So I'm going to grab a piece of paper. Oh, here's the deal. In case somebody doesn't know, uh, Foss quit doing the Wednesday show. It's over. Uh, I might be a misunderstanding, but I don't think it'll ever happen again. It's over. No. Um, oh, wait. Maybe it's just not this week, you're saying? I, I just hope that that, isn't the, that that news isn't right. I, I would miss uh, the mouse party quite a bit. It's a, that's a great Wednesday evening program. I also like the time of day for it. Uh, fits right in with my preferences. Uh, so Ice Cube, man's best friend. Looking for a lyric from Ice Cube, man's best friend. I'm looking for the good lyric. Uh, we will take one point for a quick lyric, but uh, an actual good lyric out of there. DJ, do you know uh, the song we're talking, or the the song in question here? I do, I do, and and uh, as a matter of fact, I was like uh, Ice Cube. One of the, my favorite concert experiences um, was was that about five, five, six, seven years ago. I'm, I'm horrible with dates, um, but saw him local, and it was the first time that I had been able to see him perform. But I would have loved to have catched, uh, caught him in a previous era. NWA was one of those. Uh, one of those groups that I really enjoyed listening to, but yeah, Ice Cube's got it going on. So, do you know the song we're talking about? Yes, Man's I do. Best friend. So, this is this part that's tough with uh with the uh, making the folks out there find the lyric because very few are going to know these lyrics. But there is an internet, right? And it is open book. So, to some extent. If no one knows the lyric because you can't hang with Ice Cube, uh, then, oh, there you go. DLD. First exam came in and said, hello. And then DJ. Oh, here. There's actually, I'm going to give DJ the whole effing thing on this side. He can take as much. I don't know if you can read this on your phone good or not, but there's two sections in there. So we just got one from DLD that is unquestionably one of them. 
Go ahead. Say yeah, that yeah, I've got the I've got the opening line uh, ringing in my head. You know, ding, ding, dong, ring a ding, 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 dong. It's a reference to another song. Sorry about that. But here's another topic I'm addressing. So learn a quick yep. lesson about your Smith and Wesson. Yeah, Smith and Wesson. Absolutely. There's a there's another couple of references uh, in there. there I, I, well, he just came up and followed up with the one that would have one over the stupid Smith Wesson. Because, all right, Ice Cube. It's a tough song or whatever. But he's basically rapping about the Hillary hole. So he comes up and follows up with this one. Now you're supposed to say what it is, I guess. I'm oh, sorry about that. Um, look, I'm bouncing over to the text chat and uh, from the back, too. I'd rather have an AK than an effing K9. Yep. So then um, do we give DLD both one and two points or just the two for being first and having the better lyric? Not every say- song is going to have a better lyric. The fact that there are two submissions there, one person, same song, that's two points. Well, yeah, but two points would be for the better lyric, and then there's one point for the first one. So he does he get both of them, Sam? Ah, oh, now I'm following. Yeah, absolutely. DLD okay. got three. Okay. I don't know if he's got the fear in the pocket of big DLD or what, but now he's getting <laughs> three points. So basically, here's how it's breaking down. DLD just walked in, took it away with three points for knowing a couple of lyrics to Ice Cube. And then not uh, song. And then Roy came in with the first song with the with the better lyric with the uh, fired our guns and the British kept coming. That's the gun lyric. But Gizzard did know the song first, so uh, got one point over there. All right, now we will be going on to the physical challenge because unlike a lot of game shows, oh wait, there are no other gun game shows because nobody else can handle this. So unlike the other gun game shows that don't exist, we offer physical challenges. So the first person to post something on Instagram that has something to do with a gun song is going to get five points. That's a lot of points considering you can only get two normally. So that's a challenge for all the people that have Instagram. Yes, G23 is hobbled by this one. It's unfair to him and other people that are uh, vanquished from Instagram. But if you want to post something on Instagram that has to do with a gun song, right? You can be uh, obviously very creative with that. For the people that are in here right now, how about a lyric from the man who shot Liberty Valance? DJ, do you know who the author of that song is? Or is that called an author? The writer of that song is? I don't. Oh, you don't? Do you know the song? Uh-huh. I, that I do. But, the, but who, who it is that wrote it, I'm not sure. His name is Gene Pitney. I never heard of him either, so I wouldn't know. All right. Do you like that movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance? It's a John Wayne movie that he's barely in. I've seen it more than a time or two, G. So you like it or no? I do. I've seen it because it's free. I've seen it a bunch of times because it's always like a free one, and whenever it's like a free service, it's one of the free ones. But uh, it's okay. It's not my favorite movie. But uh, the song's okay. Every once in a while, I get it got on my nerves really quick. What about you? Um, <laughs> no, I I, I can uh, see I, I can see listen to things uh, multiple times, and it's got to be something that's really abrasive. And when it comes to the film, yeah, I can sit back and watch that again. Absolutely. When it comes to the song, uh, I can remember parts of it, but yeah, I, w- I wouldn't turn that down on a jukebox play. 
I can't kind remember of any lyrics of it. It's not like I know all these lyrics. I'm cheating because I've been doing this show for 1,300 episodes and we've done this before. So somebody could just be lazy and have listened to 1,300 episodes of the show and just know all these answers because I'm just pulling them out of a database of like 70 answers that we came up with. I mean, we did come up with it a long time ago. Uh, boom, Roy, because the point of a gun was the only law. Well, you're supposed to be reading this. What am I doing all the work? Because the point of a gun was the only law that Liberty understood. When it came to shooting straight and fast, he was mighty good. Nice. Well, look at this guy. This guy shows up, barbecue. What am I missing? Sorry, I was cleaning up wires, trying to make them. Well, good luck with your wires there. We just started the tactical quiz. Uh, tonight it is gun, is it? Gun songs and firearms lyrics. There's no mouse party tonight because he quit doing the mouse party as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. And then uh, here's how it goes. Roy was just the first one and the gun lyric, right? Oh, shit. So Roy is already in here. So that's three to Roy. I'm going to have to put parentheses around these. Two plus one. Boom. And I'll have to put in here Liberty Valence because I don't remember what the first one was. So that means Roy's up to five points already. There's a challenge out there on Instagram. The Instagram challenge would be the first one to post something on the Instagram that has to do with a gun song, right? Is that the deal? Uh, and that would have been, that would be five points to whoever gets that one. I got to write these down so I don't forget what all challenges I'm putting out there. Because again, we put physical challenges out there. Um, how about anybody who's got a video up that has some sort of a gun, gun song in it or them pointing to some kind of a gun song, any kind of a video on YouTube? That will give you a YouTube video will give you five points also, I think. It's possible that somebody has a video up about gun bit songs somehow. All right. Roy picked up the, Roy picked up those uh those points back there with the uh I think it was the first question, the Battle of New Orleans. Battle of New Orleans, thanks. I'm trying to put little notes here so I can eventually not be lost when this is all over. I imagine this might go long. DJ say he said he didn't care how long it goes, and uh, there's no mouse party. So let's see how long it, we can go here. So uh, the next one would be Colors by Ice-T. is a song that's also a rap song. So if you don't listen to rap, that's your problem. But Colors isn't really so much a rap song as a song that is from the movie called Colors, which is freaking awesome. So what do you got to say about the movie Colors? You're familiar with it or you never heard of it? No, I've definitely seen Colors. I saw that actually in the theater. And that song was explosive that year. Uh, it was one of those where it was one of those songs for he for him in his career where he began to reach an even broader audience. He had had several albums um, leading up to um, that and to have it included in a uh, and be developed for a soundtrack was was pretty cool. Early, early rap was having a difficult time, even in that era, being used in film. And now it's ubiquitous everywhere. Nice. Dude, and Gary and Gizzard just grabbed this like if he wasn't even, like he wasn't even trying hard. So that's, Gizzard gets two for having the, the gun lyric in there. The DJ's got it over here. Yeah, He's out there saying, sucker die for your life when my shotgun scatters. Yeah, I keep giving you the real lyrics and the other side too, FYI. Are oh, like there we the go. Lyrics. But uh, yeah. yeah, so Gizzard gets another two plus one for being the first. And 
forgetting the gun lyrics. That's pretty much how we're doing this. Um, let's see. We do have some physical challenges out there. First person to get an Instagram post somehow relating to a gun music or gun song. And then the first YouTube video, both of those will give you five points. You don't have to record the YouTube video, just link to one of your YouTube videos. See what I do here is I give you the opportunity to link to one of your YouTube videos. Now, you're not going to be able to link, of course, but you see everybody with a blue wrench. Those are people that are, you can trust those people on the internet. And those are moderators here and they can post links for you. Just tug on their like arm and they will post the link for you. Um, there's a, there's a song called Born in the USA by a guy named Bruce Springsteen. Never heard of it. You ever heard of that song? Are you a fan of it? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally jazzed with you on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Had that album. I wonder about nowadays if kids like the Springsteen, if they know about the Bruce Springsteen. So we're looking for the lyric from Born in the USA. What was that, 1980 or something? Wow, no, that that would have been that was more towards the middle there, like '84, I think, is when that dropped. Yeah, I, I believe 1984. And you know, gee, there's an opportunity for a younger audience to be able to check uh, Bruce and what's left of the E Street Band out. Um, I read just a couple of days ago that they're popping a tour this year. So who what we got out there? So DLD says, I posted an IG. So how are we supposed to find it then? Oh, taking a look at the text chat. Gizzard Gary, he's out there. Got in a little hometown jam, so they put a rifle in my hand. And it, it continues on from there. Um, sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. It's about the Viet a Vietnam experience. Bruce also wrote quite a bit. I mean, you know, um, most notably from a working class person's perspective, uh, blue collar was uh, was his crowd. What do you think about that guy? He's anti-gun, though. You know, my appreciation for artists doesn't have to include their politics. Sometimes their politics are so counter. Yeah, yeah. He went all around being weird, though, like getting really anti-gun on everybody and making a big deal about it. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember when it was, but that's when I was like. All right, see you, guy. I don't need to worry about your songs no more. But uh, We Are the World, was it way back then? I don't remember what he would have been so worried about. But I don't know. Whenever he was super popular, I remember him like getting up there and making a big deal about how he was anti-gun. So how do I get to DLD's thing on Instagram? Do you know? Are you following his thing? I do not. All right, so basically, though, the way I'm seeing this is Gizzard was first on the Born in the USA one. Yep. And it's the, the lyric also. Um, so the Gizzard is now definitely winning, unless we figure out how to get DLD's thing. I'm going to try to Gary with the hat trick there. I think that brings him up to uh, six points on this one. Yeah, it doesn't show up if I type that in there. So I don't know how to do it. Um, I'm honor trying system. to. Go ahead. The honor system. I believe DLD. So this one, I don't know this song. Um, 
And this one is a tough one because I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have, I'm going to give DJ the lyrics, right? And then he'll say the lyrics and it'll be the first for this one specifically. Whenever he says them, it'll be the first one to know the name of the song and the artist. All right, then. I am not going to be delivering any of these in voice. These are going to be read as lyrical poetry. So, happiness is a warm gun. And go. This should be easy for a lot of folks out there. I'm expecting to see Gizzard Gary type that in quickly. Oh, you're not going to say the rest of it? There's like a whole bunch there. Uh, uh, if you would like me to, I can. Uh, otherwise, oh, it's maybe that, we... oh, it's got lag and everything. I'm still trying to figure out how to get DLD's thing on Instagram. It won't. I put in DLD and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere. I'll check out the quick fire on Roy Munson out there. He's got it. And I'll give the rest of the lyrics now. Happiness is a warm gun. Bang, bang, shoot, shoot. It repeats happiness is a warm gun, mama. Uh, when I hold you in my arms and I feel your finger on, my tr on your trigger. <laughs> there it is. So Roy uh, is out there with Beatles, happiness is a warm gun. So I guess I didn't really say because there's no way to get two. So I'll just, I mean, there's no way to get three on that. So we'll just give them the two for getting the answer right, I guess. We're making this up as we go along. You can sue us. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not being able to find it on Instagram. So if somebody knows how to figure out how to get that over there, then we'll be able to see. Otherwise, there is that challenge for the first one on Instagram to get uh, some kind of a gun music thing or a gun song. And then the YouTube, same thing. What about, uh, no, nobody's going to know that one. How about this one? Um, how are we going to do this one? Because this one is, it's tough when the name of the song is the, you know, the thing. Um, are you familiar with this one? I would think that a lot of people have to be as familiar with because of the caliber choice in it. But uh, why don't we try having DJ say the lyrics of this one and then the first one to come up with the artist and song title will get two points. All right, then. Everything around me, two Glock times, any motherfucker, motherfucker whispering about mines. And I'm Crooklyn's finest. You rewind this. Bad boys behind this. I hesitated, the, I hesitated the language there. Smeared up the first, <laughs> don't worry about the language, but you smeared up the first part. I don't think anybody heard about the, the first line there. All right. Everything, everything around me, two Glock times, any motherfucker whispering about mines. He's saying two Glock nines. Nine. It sounds like you said two Glock mines. I don't know. It just sounded muddy. So everything around me, two Glock nines. So uh, you would include that. The mention of nine millimeters usually aberrant. <laughs> we're looking for the name of the song and the artist. Now, if you decide to help other people by giving them the name of one or the other, then there you go. Have I ever seen the Savage Model 69 Series E? I don't know. Probably. If it's a gun, I imagine I've seen it before, right? Do you know anything about the Savage Model 9 Series E? I do not. I'm looking at it, a picture of it, and it's a Savage shotgun, which I've never owned. 
Uh, it looks like it's a bottom feeder, bottom loader, whatever they call it. I'm used to having a side ejection port place to shove stuff in. Or no, I'm not. What am I saying? On a Remington, it's underneath, isn't it? I don't know. It kind of looks like a Remington, I guess. But I don't know anything about it. Uh, I'm not a big shotgun person, so unless it's like I had to deal with it, I haven't dealt with it. Um, and we got DLD. So I think, let me go look. I'm going to use the uh, uh, StreamYard as the, um, what should I say, like the actual thing uh, to, what am I trying to say? I'm going to use the order that they come in on StreamYard, not YouTube, because I know they're different. So the first one to come in was Crump saying Biggie, and then DLD said Biggie, and then Roy said Biggie Smalls, and then DLD said Who Shot Ya, mm -hmm. and then DLD said Biggie Small Who Shot Ya. So I'm going to take that at 10.01 as the first complete answer. So that'll go to DLD. What we say, two points there. We're going to take a second here. DJ, you have all these memorized. You know how many points everybody's got? Um, I'm keeping track as best I can. Right now I've got, uh, and I'll, I'll throw these out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've got uh, Gizzard Gary at six. I've got Roy at five. I've got DLD with five as well. Okay, wrong. So Gizzard got one off the bat for doing something, whatever Roy got two for. So Get makes Gizzard six, seven. I will adjust. And then what did you say for Roy? He's got, I got him for three, five, seven. Is that what you said? I do two now. For the, two for the first, two, three for the one, and then two for the other one. DLD's got three plus two, so five. Is that what you had? I do. Okay. So that's where we're at. So here's the deal. We're having a tactical quiz. Unlike a lot of shows that don't challenge the people who hang out at the shows, uh, we're offering all kinds of fun and excitement, and anybody can participate. If you're listening to this in the future, listening to this overnight, uh, doing kind of some kind of shift work on some kind of a drive, uh, listen to this in detention or whatever, then, uh, you know, hopefully this is entertaining as well. Um, I'd rather do these in a way that doesn't offer the, the answers right away, but that's a little tougher for the live people. So we do have quite a few live people joining in tonight and uh, we're doing this one with the uh, answers right away. So let's go. So we're going to go back up to the poll. We've got 14 votes. You want to talk about these for a second and give me a chance to uh, get a refill of my drink here? Yeah, absolutely. Can you see him? So, yeah, so out there in that uh, best gun song on this list, that is, I've got uh, first one, uh, Don't Take Your Guns to Town. Uh, right now in the poll, it's got 7%. Remember, you toss your votes in here as you come in the room. Give me back my bullets. Leonard Skinner checking in. That number two choice is at 36%. Saturday Night Special, imagine that. Skinner making two entries into this quartet of choices at 29%. And Jamie's got a gun uh, at 29%. And I don't know who has voted for that is the best, but it is out there. And I also like to, uh, I usually pride myself on how many bands I have seen. And that last one, Aerosmith, I have never seen Aerosmith in concert. Didn't have the opportunity to see the original lineup of Leonard Skinner for the first year that they did the reunion tour. 
Um, I checked them out and saw them three or four times afterwards. Johnny Cash had never seen him as well. Would have liked to have. And this is actually a point of encouragement for anybody out there. If you're a music fan, go see live music. It's not only good for the soul, it's good for the spirit kind of thing, but it, uh, it will erase some of those regrets. I definitely wish that I had been able to see the man in black perform. Big fan there. Um, there's a organization of musicians called Rage Against the Machine. They got a song called Bullet in the Head. You ever heard of it? I have. So what we'd be looking for is the first one to either come up with a valid lyric from the song and then of course the one that comes up with the one that we're looking for i don't know why i even do it that way i probably did it that way because the first one came in was not the actual gun lyric but i wanted to give gizzard a point and now we're giving everybody a point even if they come up with any lyric from the song which i don't even know what all the lyrics in the song are so it's actually a dumb way to do it uh so if you can if you've ever heard of rage against the machine back in our day you would wear flannel and you you would rage against the machines so let's say there was like a slurpee machine or whatever you would kick it and beat on it and yell at it or whatever and they would give you your slurpee but you'd be pissed uh this is the time the bullet cold rocked you oh snap is that a real lyric from it yes damn it it's not the lyric we're looking for, but you're definitely getting a one point. That's John Crump coming in with one point. Because right, it's not the, the lyric we're looking for. Crump on the definitely board for one. Looking for that shit. Definitely not looking for that shit. Well, that was, um, that's, the, that's the opening line to that song, G. So I can imagine that you know those fingers were flying to get that answer in pretty quick. And as a side note uh, about Rage, they although they can be a divisive band, um, a divisive band for folks based on their politics. They as well are out on a tour. The whole Coco delay uh, made them stay away. And that's a, uh, a show that I have tickets for in Sioux Falls, South Dakota coming up. So that's the one we're looking for because it has stupid nine millimeter lyric in it. So it's probably weird. I mean, I didn't even read this before, but uh, is that probably about some kind of horrible violence or something? So this is two points for DLD. It seems like this guy knows his song lyrics or he's got a quick google finger um i don't know about the nothing proper about your propaganda that would be for like some kind of first amendment chat where they have some kind of songs about propaganda and free speech we don't do we don't go for that here this is a gun chat um you had talked about a song called don't take your guns to town but you already said who the author of that was or whoever i did if people were paying attention there's a group who had three fat dudes with beards. Now, you might be thinking barbecue chat on Saturdays. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a music group from the 1980s. So we're going to get one point if they know the name of the group we're talking about, because that means they're old and they're just getting a point for being old. And then three points if they can throw a lyric up before somebody else. So there's Crump getting one point. I put a comma between him so he doesn't somehow get 11 points, somehow hacking my system here. Barbecue. 
valid attempt. So there's a song that is by the group that everybody already knows now. You don't even know the song, though. So now you have to come up with lyrics to a song where you don't even know the song. But you kind of do know the song, right? It's, it's all gun lyrics, man. We're looking for gun lyrics. You don't get another point for just having that one. Do you know the song we're talking about, DJ? I'm not sure, but I want to do a little quick corrective action, if I might. Um, uh, this band was formed in 1969. Oh, and yeah. they, they had stuff going on in the 70s, 80s, the 90s, performing well into the aughts, and the teens recently lost their bass player. And I was able to see them within a few months um, after uh, Dusty passed away. And well, how about seeing them? Go ahead. I was just say, read some of them lyrics then, so that because they're trying to come up with, oh no, uh, uh nope, nope, forget it. You don't need now. You can if you want because Crump just came up with it. What did I she say? Won't. How many points was he going to get for that? I forgot. He's got one out there for calling uh, calling ZZ Top online, and is that another two points for grabbing that lyric? The correct one. Is that what I said? I can't remember what I said, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you so believe that, that? Yeah, gun love, right? So you got the lyrics over there. I do. She likes to shoot her gun, shooting at the target of love. She likes to load her chamber, hot and tight like a black leather glove. She's a little freak, but she'll take you in. You might be sitting at the end of a firing pin. <laughs> nice. I think I did say three, so I'm giving them three points for that. So here's the question. Are you all just know these lyrics, or you're looking it up really fast? The Night Chicago Died by Paper Lace has some interesting lyrics. First one to come up with the ones we're looking for. It's going to get two points. You heard of the song The Night Chicago Died by Paper Lace? I have. I wouldn't have been able to remember the name of the band, though. Thank you for that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that then. I could use it as an alternative thing. Oh, that's what I should do. Um, use it like a tiebreaker. If we were doing this legit, we would use the tiebreaker if you know the name of the artist kind of thing, right? I put the lyrics over there for you. So... Um, I remember hearing that song a lot when I was a kid. So that must be a 70s song. Some, yeah, somewhere in there, I do believe. I don't think it goes back into the 60s and it wasn't the 80s. So but yeah, let's settle down there in the 70s at some time. Somebody Actually, there's nothing about guns in here. The problem is I let Bob help with this. And I feel like this one is one of Bob's because there's actually, now that I'm reading it, there's absolutely nothing to do with guns in here. It's just a bunch of criminals being criminals in this one. Um, it does have something. It is. It is firearm related, though, G. Because we're talking about uh, some of the results that brought us. Uh oh, 1934 in the NFA. Sorry, sorry. What is that? What this is really about? Well, it's about uh, part of the reason that we have it. So I was trying to make sure that we had a relationship there, trying to give Bob a little credit for thinking creatively, perhaps. Roy is saying he doesn't remember any direct gun references. Yeah, there's not. This is I'm blaming Bob for this one. See, that's why you know when you have it, when you trust a Canadian to come up with a gun lyric for a midnight overnight technical quiz, this is what happens occasionally. So any lyric, I guess, we'll take for two. Brother with a night, the people saw. Is that the right song? I'll take it. So Crump gets another, what are we saying? Two points for that? So that brings Crump up to seven on my book. We're still looking for the first person to come up with some kind of a gun song type of thing on Instagram or on YouTube. Um, the YouTube one, I mean, I guess at this point somebody could have posted it. I kind of figured somebody would link to something they already had quickly, but I'm guessing nobody had anything quickly. Uh, 
you can ask one of the mods and they'll help you link to something if you need it. You already talked about the poll. Let's see. This one is pretty easy. So let me do this. I'm going to take this and give it to DJ over here. And then you know that song. How would we describe the song in such a way that that would be the, you know, you'd have to know the trivia so that you'd know what lyric to go get. Because I can't just say the name of this one, either one. I can't say either name. I'd have to say something like, this was the theme song to some movie. What movie was it the theme song to? Do you know? I do. Yeah, that, okay, that'd well, be a good one. Dude, do it say it that way then. So whoever, what DJ is going to tell you that what he's going to say, it's going to be the first one to give us the lyric, period. There's no one point on this one. There's only one lyric. Okay, go ahead. So I'm, I'm offering them the title of the film? No, no, no. You're Yeah, the title of the film that this is the, what the, whatever I just said, the, what do I call it? Dang it, I like a theme song, it. absolutely. So the theme that, film, that film is easy rider you have oh, to run through snap. the lyrics yeah we're gonna okay. run through the lyrics in your head keep going folks you'll get it okay so then with that uh, i'll try to catch up on these so pull up my eg post i posted like 20 minutes ago you can screen share yeah i know i'm just trying to say i can't get it on there i don't see it crump get crump to link me to it there's allegedly some kind of dld instagram post and i'm not seeing it um, and then we got, but we're looking for the lyric. We're looking for the lyric that is obviously the lyric we're looking for. Um, would POD's Youth of the Nation count as lyrics that involve guns? I don't know what that is. What's that one? Uh, I, I, I know the song. What is it? Do uh, I know Youth it? Of the uh, I, I'm not sure what your listening habits are, G. You may, have, you may have recognized it. What's POD? I'm not sure what POD stands for. Okay, mm. that's not like Good. just some short way of saying some something, some brand. I don't know what it is. Okay, so I don't know what that is then. Not a big enough fan to know the backstory on the name. Just used to hearing the radio announcer. There we go. Fire all your guns at once. So the song was. You're supposed to say that song. Right? Born to be wild. And then, what did I do? Oh, I'm putting it over here. So, what do we say? That was just plain two. All right. Crump's coming in and sweeping everybody up. What is barbecue sleeping or something? Usually he's good at quizzes. Um, we don't even have one on the board from barbecue. Gizzard is probably half asleep, but he's not. Uh, let's see. We got Roy at seven. We got Gizzard at seven. We got DLD at six, seven, right? And Crump at two, four, seven, eight, nine. Crump just came in and is winning off everybody. He just dusted off that four-way tie. Way that to go, Crump. Happened. So we got five points out there for this. DLD is not able to somehow post it somewhere else and give us a link. I got mines. I got locals. I got all. I got all the difference ones. Um, how about somebody that can post on the YouTube 
I'm gonna try and do. Let's give them another challenge. Um, oh, I know. Somebody that posts on YouTube somehow that they can get us to link to some kind of acknowledgement and shout out to Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Boom. That's music. Now, this, gee, right I need a little clarification for the audience and myself. Is that something that exists already or is this a fresh post with that? Either one. There was no qualification. So either one. Thanks right, for asking. That's going to be oh. a big one. That's that might be you consider giving some extra points for that because that's a, that's a pretty tall order there. That's not just lyrics that you might have rattling around in your head, so to speak. Yeah, because that's given a shout out to Ryan Shotgun with Charlie. We'll give seven points for this one. Somebody could be on the board with just this one physical challenge, or it could that one of the existing contenders could to dominate Crump, or Crump could dominate everybody else. That this is the kind of nail-biting excitement that happens every week on the tactical quiz. And what are they playing for today? I don't even know. Probably something good. So we got a bunch of people playing. Um, ugh, emails. Um, I don't really want to check emails in the middle of all this. So how about the mines or one of them, locals? Get somebody to click it. Because uh, they're just saying he's kind of ham hampered by his home internet is down. Oh, playing with one hand, one wing tied behind his back. I understand what that's like. I'm not going to uh, complain about that. I mean, I normally have to complain about that. And Gizzer Gary, welcome to my world. <laughs> Working off of, uh, as many of you might know out there, I, I work from phones. Uh, consistently and constantly, and it is a bit of a drag, Gary. It's a bit of a drag, but you know, come on, man, you can, you got this, you got this. Um, let's see. There's a. We're only taking the one lyric from now on. None of this one point for the first one to come up with a lyric. That seems a little bit too much. Like uh, we're helping people with their feelings or whatever. Um, Crump is saying he's got something posted, so I guess we're going to jump over to there, but, oh, what was I going to do? I was going to do, there's a, how am I going to do this one, DJ? How about this? Same thing as the last one. If we talk about it, it'll be pretty easy to know the lyric, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's that one lyric, right? So what's the best way to describe this one? Wow. Well, we were out in grunge land earlier in some references. And so that'll start to set the, the framework for folks dialed in a little bit more. And we'll say Washington state. And we've got the band going on here. This was a huge radio hit. Geffen records. It's starting to feel familiar folks. I mean, that wouldn't have helped me, but I don't know a lot about these things. Well, it's the opening line. How about that? And um, let's see. What, what, what if I give maybe the chorus to help folks along with this? Hello, 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 how low? Yeah, it, it might not help you much, but if you have that ringing in your head, just repeat that. It should come to you. First line, folks. That's what we're looking for. 
from the live one he said or on news i never go to news i have to go find news over here yeah i checked on uh, john crump live and i didn't see anything and i did think to check the community tab and i didn't see stuff on either one of those so no, he, I said can... news. he said news I got, i'm jumping over to news all right gotcha Fairness VG is out there uh, um, giving us some humor for the evening. Washington State has music. Yes, indeed, Baron. Oh, Crump again. Load up on guns and bring your friend. Well, you can say the lyrics. Yeah. So what did uh, we say that one was? Or what did we say the... We're not, you said that there was no more uh, you know, first strike. It's going after oh, the lyrics specifically. It's direct answers. And, and I so believe you said for two, two points. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think we said the first one to do uh, a shout out to Riding Shotgun with Charlie gets seven. Seven. All right, now we have to get reckless. Now we have to just do this in a way that allows other people to be in, 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 in the running. So let's just go through the points again. You're allowed to participate, even though you don't have to be registered, you don't have to be a Patreon. Even though we do have a scroll going at the bottom of the screen to thank our Patreons for giving us the time to put, you know, to vote to projects like this. Um, Roy is participating. He has gotten three wins, if that's if my calculations are correct. And we're talking a total of seven at this point. Gizzard, also three wins, total of seven, also, right? Mm -hmm. Then we get. DLD, uh, one, two, three, four wins at this point, total of seven. Then uh, Crump with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins, and a total of 10, 16, 17, 18, 18. Um, Hunt and love, but what is all that? I don't know what that part is. Do we have any outstanding ones? We have an outstanding Instagram challenge that, here, look, DLD. What am I supposed to type in over here? I type in DLD, and look what it gives me. Your shadow band or whatever. I get DLD dance, DLD defense. What did he say his thing was? Uh, check this out. Uh, coming into the text chat right now, DLD saying that he uploaded to his channel, his his YouTube channel. So let me, I can go ahead and grab, go out there and grab that. And there it is, 34 seconds ago. Okay. So that is what? What is it? Uh, checking that out now. I need, to, I need to mute up or we're going to have uh, some difficulty there. I'm, I'm thinking that that might be the, uh, the writing shotgun with Charlie link. Let me check. Oh, so you're saying there's a timestamp on his. This one says two minutes ago. And I was wrong about that. That wasn't the uh, writing Charlie uh, shout out. That was the the reference to um, the Ice Tea or the Ice Cube song. Okay. You got the Smith so & Wesson lyric the... out there on that. Good job, okay. DLD. So that's the gun or the IG challenge goes to uh, DLD. So now, because he's been trying to get that across for a bit. So then we were at 12 with DLD, 18 with Crump, Gizzard and Roy with seven. So what's a number? Nine? 
keeps people in the game. So, no, seven would keep people. How many more times are we going to play? We've been playing for about an hour. Uh, I need to get some feedback from the audience out there. Is everybody about to go to sleep or is everybody in this to win this? What are we playing for tonight? Don't know yet. Maybe that'll get people to stick around. I encourage everyone to stick around. This is a blast. Come on, y'all. All right. So with that being said, turning off the screen cap share because it's weird and I don't like it. And Crump is taken off. So that means a lot of people are going to have an advantage over him. They're going to be able to take advantage of his uh, leaving. All right. So because the thing is, I couldn't go back over here and say that. Uh, let's say we had a song called. None of these are even that good. One of the songs in the poll right now is Saturday Night Special. It's not winning. How about the lyric from Saturday Night Special that's so famous? First one, seven points. All right, then. That's big. Seven points is big. And, and you it's know, a pretty Crump, easy it, lyric, right? I, I, believe, I believe so as well. And, and Crump is out there saying that he's about to crash soon. But uh, Crump, this is really a case of if you snooze, you lose, man. And you're, you're in the lead right now. Seven points to Saturday Night Special by who's the singer of Saturday Night, of Saturday Night Special? That's Leonard Scared. So what's the deal? There's uh, a band called 38 Special. You're a fan of that uh, group? Can't say I was a fan, but uh, same genre and uh, got some family uh, related between those two bands there. And yeah, they were an 80s staple in pop radio for a while. Oh, their gizzard just gave up and Crump just took another, what was that? Seven points? Now it's not even possible. All he had to, all he had to type in was got a barrel that's blue and cold, which is fairly simple. I mean, that's pretty much the only lyric in that song. But People are sleeping it's, it's, uh, late. So that's Crump jumping up to 25 with that seven-point um, seven correct answer? Yeah. Wow. And all we got is Roy and DLD at this point, and Gizzard just stepped out. Roy hasn't chatted in a bit, so he could be lagging. Um, so I think we're going to give this one to Crump, and we'll... Uh, for first time place, uh, I think what we'll end up doing is since Crump's a big Wolverine fan, uh, we'll get out a bunch of Wolverines over here. Hold on, let me get that uh, colored set of Wolverines real quick. Well, gee, and I certainly hope, uh, if you're still in earshot, that this kind of quiz, the musical quiz, comes back around again. Um, I have, I've suspended. I've I won uh, tactical quizzes a few times and retired out uh, from competition, but it is really fun to be able to do, uh, to mix two things that I love so much, firearms and, and music. I dig it a lot. And uh, we got Bear and SVG out there saying Insomniacs Unite. Yeah, Wonder Twin Powers Activate. Form of an all-nighter. Absolutely. And if it wasn't for having some of the music uh, in the background as I'm doing stuff through the wee hours of the morning, it would be a really boring life. I mean, think about that um, music and what it and what it contributes to uh, to life for all of us. It's not just a means of entertainment. 
some might think that from that poll that we're uh, a little bit heavy on the Leonard Skinner this evening. I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree. There are some bands out there that have uh, more references to firearms in their production. Maybe they'll be pollsters if there is another edition. Is Trump still out there? He'd have to respond. He uh, was just out there just a few minutes ago. So we'll see if I can get that. That's working, right? Yeah. So if he's still out there, we can uh, let him choose from the To Be Fruity Rainbow crew of Wolverines. So let me bring this up bigger. Right on. So yeah, grab your pick of the Wolverine. What am I clicking on? This. And he is out there. Why doesn't that give me full screen? When I can't even have my own full screen? It's got to give me that stupid border around there. So, yeah, we made these 3D printed Wolverine patches. And uh, this is from Foss, who decided not to do a uh, mouse party tonight. Allowed us to go late. Go, it was, this was some of that filament that changes color as you print. So you got some almost green to some blue, to some purple, to almost brown. In fact, I think these two are out of place. So he's saying your pick. How about DJ? Which one are you picking? Uh, the deepest blue. The deepest blue? This one? There you are. All right, you're getting this blue one. Right on. Thanks, for everybody, for playing. And participating in another attempt at getting a uh, gun game show, have some firearms fun, and a way to uh, talk about pop, pop culture a little bit. Somebody else that's doing the same or something similar is uh, Barbecue, who was out here a little bit earlier doing the book reviews. Do you know, um, what is that, the 21st? Oh, oh, for the uh, the inaugural session of the book club on uh, the Guns and Barbecue channel? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you are correct. So we'll be reading uh, our people that are interested in reading Glock America's Gun. Pretty awesome book. Uh, Barbecue is going to be having like a book club, and that's the first book in it. And uh, I don't know if anybody else has got anything like that going on out there. But what we try to do on this show on Wednesdays is uh, talk about guns in pop culture. And part of that is, uh, you know, the guns, or I mean the books and the uh, the movies and uh, maybe even the video games. You know, I'm pretty up to date on the video games. It's pretty hard to uh, find something about video games I'm not a master of or completely aware of. So uh, we're going to probably bring a lot of that to the table on Wednesdays. Uh, let's see. So everybody's saying thanks or congratulations to Crump coming in here. I'm not going to say he mopped the floor with everybody, but I'm just saying he mopped the floor with everybody. That was pretty impressive. Uh, we Back in the day when we would do the tactical quizzes, somebody might want to, for five free points in a future tactical quiz, go back and find one of the tactical quizzes where uh, Angry just came in and wiped the floor. I think there might even have been a while there where we were doing like stump angry because he knew so many uh gun related trivias he might just be a trivia person in general and the gun stuff is just in there with everything else or he just knew a lot of gun you know 
trivia. But uh, this was re reminiscent of those days. Do you got a uh, movie, a gun movie to chat about tonight? Hmm. Since you're in here, yeah, we've covered we've covered uh, many of them in past DGSs and uh, back chats, and even on the tactical quizzes. I, I got a pass. I'm going to pass out there to. How about I pass out there to those that are left in the text chat, and then you can make the masterful decision about one that might be uh, up for discussion. We are, I mean, we've already had mention of, of uh, Wolverines, which is, of course, a reference to Red Dawn. And uh, those patches are absolutely cool, G. That uh, doing a 3D print and then backing them with Velcro. Genius. Really dig that. So what was the last gun movie you've seen? Well, I, do, they, do blasters count as guns? Yeah. Okay. Then uh, it would have to be, uh, I, I regret to say it, Solo. I, I don't see many films, G. Are you good to say that? Solo's awesome movie. Who doesn't like Solo? Uh, because I'm actually like an OG hand Solo kind of guy. And I just didn't, it, there was too, too much of it I just didn't have an appreciation for. Perhaps it, would, it bears repeated viewing. I did only see it the one time in the theater. So maybe I'll double back and, and uh, check it out again. Wait, you've seen it in the theaters? Yes, sir. So the last movie you've seen was a million years ago? Well, the last movie that had that, that I could say had uh, firearms in it, the last movie oh. I saw, I went on a date, saw a rom-com in the spring. I was going to say, you ever wonder I watched rom-coms or whatever? The last Hallmark <laughs> movie you've seen? Uh, all right, well then, uh, okay, well then. Uh, oh, Baron's uh, out there with a good one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't uh, that bad. It was... You know, it wasn't great or nothing, but it was better than a whole bunch of the Star Warses. So, Krumpus and Terminalist, that's one I would probably pick, because I'm trying to think. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on some, trying to learn some stuff, so uh, I haven't really been watching too many movies, but I did watch that Terminal List to see what it was all about, and it's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, they definitely, had, and I think I already mentioned this in past shows, but they took the time well the guy who wrote it is uh special operations so a seal or something so uh you know he took the time to include the plight of special operations and the just the situations that happen when you send very few people in to do a lot of things instead of a lot of people to do everything which you know everything's nothing's perfect everything has its casualties the casualties are just different when there's fewer people so uh Definitely, uh, you know, an interesting show to watch, but the parts that they put into it, the part that the parts that is Jack Carr, I think is his name, included in there, uh, were epic. There's, there's just awesome. Nothing to do with weapons handling or any of that. I mean, some of that's in there, I guess, but the idea that uh, they bring light to some of the situations and issues that special operations have and just the military has in general, uh, in a, in a kind of way that, um, um, makes it more normal. It normalizes some of the concepts like mental health awareness, for example. So just really cool, like it woke in the best way, I guess you could say. Um, and then it's also just an interesting show. It's a I'm little check that out. It's worth watching, yeah. Um, unless, unless you hate that guy from Parks and Rec. Some people hate that guy and he's in it. So, I mean, you can't not watch him in it. And he definitely seems a little like 
I mean, I probably could have picked a different actor, but he's okay. I mean, he's not bad. It's just that I remember him as being that comedy guy from Parks and Rec. So every once in a while, he'll turn around and I'm waiting for the joke or whatever. I, I will be free of any kind of prejudice because I don't know Parks and Rec at all. So well, really? I you don't like that comedy out. shows? Say again? You don't like comedy shows? It's not that I don't like comedy shows. It's that I haven't had a television plugged in anywhere that I've lived in a decade. So. No, I think this is way older than that. This oh, is, is it? Be- it's since Seinfeld. I don't know. It's all, it's an old show. It's oh, back wow. when I was watching TV. I don't remember. So, yeah, this is like maybe the, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, though. Anyway, it was a pretty funny show. Um, big Easy saying the answers are way off, but thankful to have found the channel again after 12 years. Right on. Yep. Thanks for finding us and hanging out. Uh, Baron is saying last of the Mohicans. Hmm. That's good. That's a good, that's a great movie on a lot of different levels. Um, interesting as a, as, a, as an historical narrative, you got lots of black powder going on in that film, and that's that's in the '90s somewhere. Daniel Day Lewis, um, I think played. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, played the character Hawkeye. Mm, it says 1992. Let me go to Wikipedia because everything there will be correct. Yeah, Daniel uh-huh. Day Lewis came to prominence um, based on. I think he actually pulled. Um, the Oscar award for best actor from is from the film My Left Foot, which was pretty good. Started out as an uh, mostly released in art houses, but then uh, saw a popular and wide release. Thanks, Baron, out there confirming that the character played by Daniel Day Lewis was Hawkeye. Nope, I must have not seen it, or I don't remember it. Because I'm reading the thing about it, and it doesn't ring a bell. At first, I was thinking of something else, I think. Uh, Apokiligo or Apolilago or something. Apocalyptico. Apocalyptico. Apocalypto. All right. Yeah, I I saw that one as well. Don't remember a heck of a lot about it, though. But less than no words. No words. Like real Indian, like native, like, you know, whatever you call indigenous, like, no words, just guy getting basically his ass kicked by a bunch of people that don't even talk to him, just like wail on him the whole movie. He's running through the jungles trying to get away from like the Aztecs or the Spanish or something, or maybe both. I forget. It's been a while. You know, he's just some indigenous guy hanging out in South America and then he starts getting his ass kicked by all these people that are, you know, making a town or whatever they were doing. That one, you remember that one? You have to watch do, it. Like no I do words. know that I've seen it. Part of what you're saying is familiar to me, but. I'm more I'm more familiar uh, with Last of the Mohicans, and part of that is also because in elementary school I read um, the book by James Fenimore Cooper. Um, I don't I don't I, there was enough distance in between having read it and seeing the the film that I had sort of brain dumped on whether or not it was accurate um, to the film, uh, or the film was accurate to the book or not. Baron saying takes place during the French and Indian War, so. Between the Revolution and the Civil War, right? Or is that before the Revolution even? That's pre, isn't it? What? That's pre. It's like is it's, it's in the middle of the 18th century. So yeah, if I remember, Revolution. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't think that would have been definitely something. I never really. I don't think I watched that one. I only barely watched the Patriot, like. 
not that long ago. I didn't know what it was. So I haven't watched. I don't watch movies about uh, that are about the olden days just for the sake of saying stuff from the olden languages and stuff. And you know what I mean? Like whatever they call those period pieces. Period films, yeah. I'd rather watch one of those shows where they live like back in the day and then talk about what it's like to have to cut wood with a weird saw or whatever than watch some fiction where they ignore all the actual things that we were interesting about the old days. You know, they put a bunch of effort into the costumes and stuff, but then nobody ever, like everybody just takes a bath. Like everybody's just got brushed teeth. Like it just looks wrong and weird. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so anyway, I just don't bother paying too much attention, but at the same time, it's not like movies cost nothing. So if I find out about a good one, I appreciate it. And that's why we talk about stuff like this because I figure most youngins have never seen a good movie, right? They're just, they haven't figured it out yet. And old people forget about good movies. So we tell each other about good movies, then somebody out there is getting the benefit of that. Uh, let's see. So we talked about a bunch of stuff and we've been, oh, that only took an hour. I thought we were a lot longer than that. I thought we were sitting at like two hours or something for some reason. Uh, Full Metal Jacket was a great movie. Uh, comedy and shows how bloody work could be. I mean, and that was a huge uh, humor, I guess. I don't know if I'd call it a comedy. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I like Full Metal Jacket. It's a pretty good one. It's definitely two I, movies. Yeah, I, I definitely am a fan of that. I'm also a big Stanley Kubrick film uh, fan as well. That's one of his. It's not my favorite. It's a Marine movie, but uh, it's pretty neat. There are very few people that are not affected by having seen that film in some way, and, and some quite significantly. I can remember seeing the closing scenes, um, the Hue City, um, the conclusion to that in, in theater, and it, I'm not going to say traumatized, but it was a deeply affecting scene. Here's the deal. Everybody's seen Full Metal Jacket in whatever year that was, and then you enlist and you go to basic, and they were like, "Hey, you want to grab your stuff and head over here?" Like, you know, they were just like, hundred percent nicer, thousand percent nicer. Like, they didn't do anything near what they did in that movie. Like, they kind of yelled occasionally or something, but for the most part, when it's an all volunteer situation. Everybody, they know everybody's there for a reason, right? You know, everybody showed up to make a buck or to get, you know, to be there. So they don't really yell at you that much. Um, maybe in the Marines more than that, but that was a eye opener. All of us were kind of like, are they going to start yelling at us like in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that I, was I, long I, time ago when people were, you know, being drafted and having to be immediately ready for war. Uh, you know, it's a little different when. Pretty much nobody thinks anything's about to happen. Yeah, far closer to the to the the term slapped into shape. And Arlie Ermy, my God, what a great character! Um, I, I do you remember the name of of the the drill sergeant? I just I, I remember the actor. I remember so much about it. I don't remember what his uh, what his name actually was in the film. But no, it's a Marine movie. I didn't pay that much attention to it. But yeah. I met him a few times. One time we. Uh, went to SHOT Show and figured out that people wait in line to see him. So then we got media passes. So we're like, well, there's no point in having media passes and not using them. So we snuck into the SHOT Show early one year and then went over to his booth and then hung out. And we were still like fifth in line or something. Like we'd still get in there early and sneaking in. We were still waiting in line. And then he 
it, the thing is being fifth in line wasn't all that great because he didn't show up right at opening. You know, it took him a little while before he even showed up or whatever. But the deal with him, and if anybody's ever been to SHOT Show or probably any, I can't imagine he's any different anywhere else. There's always a massive line. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, a massive line to meet him. And and I'm, you're, you're like, why would people wait in a line like that? This guy would go like, hey, and say, talk to you for a bit. And he'd ask you what's going on. Or, you know, he was like, a, he was interested in every single person that came up. I'm not even kidding. And not like in a fake way or nothing. Like, he was literally, I think, uh, appreciative that so many people, you know, found use in his, what he brought him or whatever. And this was in five. So it was, you know, after movies and, you know, five or six, I guess, six, six or six, it must have been six that we did this. So whenever we met him in six, uh, we got in there and we had him sign some Glock magazines that I had, not magazines but like periodicals like books that you know he was he was a glock representative and he was at the glock booth and i was into glock so i figured oh having him sign these glock magazines would be super cool because normally he gives you this piece of paper with his face on it and then he signs that and you just have this piece of paper right i guess for framing it or whatever people do with it but i was like no i'd rather have the magazines right so we go in there we bring these magazines we got it all figured out and then we get up there and like i said there's a couple of people in front of us what did they have dvd for full metal jacket and i'm like damn it the hell was i thinking like i definitely should have had him sign that right like that's a thousand times better and glock doesn't bring those because glock doesn't have any you know they don't want there's nothing there's no glocks in that movie so you know like they didn't care but they also didn't provide them or nothing so uh anyway so we that's the first time i met him and then i never waited in line to talk to him again or nothing and then it was probably in it must have been in 18 um i didn't wait in line to talk to him but haas did because he's a marine and stuff so haas would talk to him i think every year at shot show i don't remember but i know that when we went around in 2018 and we were at smoky mountain knife works you know where that is it's east coast i can't remember which state is it kentucky it's in tennessee i think tennessee. but you know what i'm talking about like a giant knife store a really really big knife store i don't know if you've ever seen videos of it it's almost like never a seen house. never seen Imagine Tennessee. It's right in front of Dollywood. It's on the way into Dollywood. So there's all these weird like factory outlets and skydiving places. It's like the craziest tourist places on the road into Dollywood. You come off the highway down into Dollywood and you go past all these different things. So right next to the big cast iron like factory store is the Smoky Mountain Knife Works place. And it's on the side of a hill. So you come in. If you come in on the east side, you're coming in at let's say the top and then you go in and you start going down and down and down. And I don't know if you can come out at the bottom. I think you can come. There's another parking lot down below. So it's like on the side of a hill. So there's, and it's not like one floor and two floors. It's like 13 floors or something. Like it's all like kind of organic. It's really weird. And there's all these terraces and balconies. So they took like a big giant building and put all these terraces in it and weird stairways and stuff that make no sense going back and forth to them. And then, like, swords will be on that terrace, and, like, axes will be over there, and, you know, other things will be over here. And you, there's almost, I don't think, you I mean, you have to really spend some time there to, like, explore it all. And then you'd still miss things because there's nooks and crannies, and it's not obvious. It's not like a grid. So it's just a really cool store. We're walking around, enjoying the store or whatever. We're on this trip, you know, exploring the United States, and I'm on my way to 
meet the people that improve the AA12. So I forgot how it went, but we had all the time in the world because we were way early, right? So we're farting around at the store because it was something to do while we're waiting for this appointment. And Arlie Ermery standing there. And it turns out he's about to be doing some kind of meet and greet the next day, but he's just there the day ahead of time farting around and looking around the store. And then Haas is a Marine and he's a Marine and they remembered each other. So they sat there and like chatted for like, I don't know, forever. And then, cause they were both not doing anything. Right. So that's how I remember him as dude. I, can you imagine how many people this guy meets? He's in Smoky Mountain Knife Works, right? In 2018 in like, we did this trip in like October, right? So nowhere near shot show. Dude, old Armory Ari Lee Emery turns to his right, sees Haas standing there like a little puppy Marine looking at his freaking boss Marine or whatever they call each other, right? And he goes, hey, Haas, or something like that, or he, what he said his name. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And they'd sit there chatting for a while. So that dude remembered Haas, dude. Wow. Yeah. And it's not yeah, like they, I don't think they had done anything together. It's just that, I don't know, you know, Marines remember each other. They can do something, some kind of Marine magic or something. I, I lost track um, after this full metal jacket was late 80s, if I remember correctly. And that was the first time I had seen him or heard of him um, in between then um, and the early 2000s. Um, he, had, he had that History Channel program, actually, like a couple of them, I think. Yeah, Mail call? Mail call. That was a really good program. His his personality came through. He wasn't you know near as intense as that di, um, but good sense of humor, like neat information, and uh, you know anytime he was like handling equipment, he didn't uh, he wasn't pretentious. He was a regular kind of guy, like a, a legitimate dude. Uh, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting, but would have enjoyed um, having been able to do so. So Big Easy saying, I haven't seen Platoon, but I've heard it's a decent movie. Yeah, Platoon's better than Full Metal Jacket's Army, so it's got to be better. Um, I used to love the mail called Bloopers. I don't remember. Or maybe was that at the end of the show? I can't really. I didn't watch the show that much because it was so basic. You know, like, hey, here's a 1911. And it's interesting, but I don't need to know what you know, I mean. I was going to sit there watching what a 1911 was. And that was back in the days of TV, so it wasn't the internet dial up whatever you want if you were watching this it means you weren't watching that back in the day right and you yeah. didn't have it i didn't have an endless vcr so you know if there was something on and there was something on at the same time guess what i wasn't watching whatever was on against the stuff i did watch you know what i mean so if, if you watch this show then every other show that was on at that time you had no idea about it because you weren't watching that and some shows had reruns i guess i shouldn't say that but you know what i'm saying well, that was back in an era where I actually I was um, in a in a place that had a television plugged in, and I, I I don't remember tuning in to every episode kind of thing, but the remote control that I had back in those days had a button called channel check, and I would bounce back and forth, yeah. and I had I you know, my my right thumb would hover above the uh, the number pad as well, and I knew what my hot my hot channels were, you know, fifty five, fifty four, thirty five, thirty eight, and I just like punching them during commercials. And sometimes I miss the programs. I kind of, you know, I'm a little bit, uh, I think I'm nostalgic for that time um, and the, the consumption of media in that way. Because you're right. If you weren't watching it, you were missed, you know, you were missed out on anything. 
anything else. And I didn't DVR back then or any of those things. And now it's, it's uh, quite easy. I might have to dig out some of that stuff based on Roy's uh, suggestion that the outtakes were good. I don't, or the uh, bloopers. I don't remember those specifically. I think I might check those out tonight. So the, well, that's the thing. Now you can just watch anything on the internet because it's just all on YouTube or whatever. Mm. But back then you would, uh, you'd have your mail call that was like on HBO or I don't know, not HBO, but you know, discovery channel or history channel or something like that. History channel. Yes. Those kind of channels only have like eight shows and they play them over and over. But if it was like on NBC and it was like, you know, the primetime show on NBC or CBS or something like you got to see it on reruns in six months. But, you know, you had to either watch it or, you know, see you hear about it from your friends because there was no rerun on nothing. And that was I don't think it was that was up until the Internet decided to just let everybody or I don't remember when that was. But at some point, all the all the what are those called networks started to put their own shows on their own websites and then they figured out well this costs a ton of money and nobody watches the stuff when they have to log in over here so then they just said forget it put it all on youtube i don't remember specifically about history channel but i do remember about discovery um that the folks in programming there made a really good choice when you would have the ability before the prime time slot started at 7 p.m to perhaps see a previous episode leading into the prime time slot and so you, you could catch up if you missed it the previous week. You could watch the one um, that was the yeah. last week and then sit down for the current one following right after that. And also, on, I also remember on some of, those, uh, some of those networks and channels that they would, on the off nights, the, um, the off-peak evenings, they'd also do like marathons and whatnot. And weekends were also ripe for that. So sometimes leading up to, say, season finales, you could marathon in your 12 episodes coming in to to the last oh, I, I would watch oh i forget like hallmark channel and weird channels in the middle of nowhere on the dial would do like you know just whatever like uh name a show like a team marathon on the hallmark channel you know because they could i guess uh -huh. or something so yeah I, I remember that a couple of times actually there was a period of time there when i was doing a bunch of database work where i definitely liked having cable because i could you know, do that, like sit there and watch whatever, like Rockford Files. I've seen every single Rockford Files like four times. It's freaking awesome. Back in the days when I had to sit there doing stuff and then boom, thanks, whatever channel having Rockford Files on endlessly. It's freaking great. Yeah, one of my favorites, um, you know, not original network, but Fox began to do um, the syndicate, you know, syndicated reruns of MASH. And for a while there, um, there were two different affiliates that I could get signal for, and they would have them. You could, I could watch like four hours of MASH a day if I chose. And some days I did. I'd like to be able to take care of the... Uh, I remember when you could... I mean, there's other shows like that, but I can remember MASH because for some reason everybody liked it so much that it would be on like four or five times a day. Mm-hmm. And then we completed forever. Like it would be on in the morning for some reason. There would be a couple of them in the afternoon, and then there'd be like three at night, and not on the same channel, but like different channels would buy Mash or whatever. And yeah. dude, I have never liked Mash. I've never. I, I like the movie Mash. After a long time, I saw the movie Mash, and I was like, oh shit, I like this. But oh man, I, Mash to me was like punishment. If I had like. When I was in trouble, they'd make me watch MASH because I would leave. And I've wow. seen it a million times. I mean, I've I, probably I, seen every episode 70 times. You know, it was on mm -hmm. everywhere. But I think that's one of the reasons I hated it because I'm like, 
I, I fucking memorized every freaking episode. I hate this show already. Yeah, that the the ability to within the, a few moments, not even minutes, of the opening scene once the uh, once the program the episode actually began, oh, yeah, exactly. being able to know exactly what the episode was, and sometimes sometimes I do a wave off because I, I'm not particularly interested in that one, but but for real, I was such a fan um, that often I would clinger episodes became because they were almost always going to be a laugh riot until the later seasons anything with clinger in it was going to be funny and so sometimes i would just stick around for those that's what i'm saying though at some point that alan alda guy was like you know what lecture time here's what i think about everything like guess what you're gonna hear what i think about everything i'm like come on man make a show about army crap and then you just sit here lecturing us about whatever your feelings are well, that was sort of like, I think, you know, maybe less um, the actor himself than the, the series developers and, and writers. Um, oh, no, it was his show. Wasn't that the whole thing? Is like it was he was the boss and he was the writer and he was the producer. I thought that's how it went down. He had portions of that. And, you know, going back to your reference to the film, the Robert Altman film, I really, really dug that. And I wish that um, elements of that had remained in the series. But, you know, there was a laugh track. And I only so, watched it for like radar, period. And then radar. Colonel, the old Colonel who had the horse. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, radar was like pretty funny. And like the whole deal where like, you know, he just took care of shit. Cause that's army. Like that's how it is. Like there's the 18 people that do everything. And then the thousands of people that sit around watching them take credit for it or just, you know, get paid. Yeah, and the, the the development of the series, well, the 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 film and then the series, um, is based on books, and not a lot of people know that there were mash books. And I'm not just talking about the kind of thing where a paperback would come out as an um, uh, based on the film doing well. Um, and there wasn't a series of of books based on the series, the television series. But Richard Hooker um, is the is the author. That's a nom de plume. Uh, but there there are a good bunch of uh, books out there, and. Uh, part of the reason that the whole Alan Alda thing worked out the way it did is the main character of the original books is Hawkeye Pierce. So, you know, and, you know, oh, that goes back to well, last of the Mohicans and you're talking about Hawkeye. That's the same Hawkeye. That's who he's named. That him. is, he says in MASH the series that that is whom his father named him after. Yeah, absolutely. I think they say yeah, the, the, the movie pretty quick, too. Oh, do they as well? Uh, you know what? Does the movie open with something like that? I think the my it's been a long time. I might actually watch Mash the movie. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've checked it out. I should do I need to do that again myself. It. So it's not so many, it's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's the best movie or nothing, but it is pretty good. And it was made at a time when they had all the Korean War stuff. So it is hot for Vietnam for Korean War stuff. Like mm-hmm. they literally had it all, and it was all the guys that knew what everything was, and all the people. I should say, a lot of women in in Korea, but. Uh, you know what I mean? Everybody was totally comfortable with it because they had all just been there. And then the other thing about MASH that was kind of cool, and I don't, I was, one other reason I hate MASH is because of this. Trapper John MD. That would have been so much better if that would have been a bigger part of Trapper John MD. Like if he was Magnum PI, you know what I'm saying? I do. That would have been awesome if he was like, oh, I need to jump into some freaking cool mash helicopter and go do something awesome and then come back and be a lame doctor again or whatever, you know, soap opera. Um, but then they also had that other show. So there was some spinoffs of mash that. I mean, it was a big show. 
Yeah, there were there were several spinoffs, and there was one that didn't make it past. Um, I, I think that the like a, it wasn't the pilot; it was a first episode that did air, and then it was done. The um, Clinger show. The Clinger show only lasted like an episode, I think. Yeah, a, after well, after Mash had I think a couple of seasons. This was actually one that focused on radar, and oh, I it was the radar one is the one that lasted. There might have been two. Gosh, I, I'm. Radar was I, the one where Radar was like, like the investigator. <laughs> was he a private investigator or some shit? Or I remember him. In, I remember in uniform. I thought maybe it was like security work or something like that. Something like that. And then so some kind of a mystery, I think. And then Clingers was like a bar, and then Trapper John was like useless. Somehow they were like somebody told me, like my grandma or somebody was like, "This is the guy from Mash." And I'm like, what? So I would watch that show waiting for the part to talk about MASH ever. And there might have been like one time when they mention it. Someone from MASH was in Good Morning Vietnam. Like just oh. an actor or some character was supposed to be a pull, pullover. I've never heard of that, but that would be interesting. Nor have I. Where are you getting that? Oh, Big Easy, Big Easy just said it right here. Oh, okay. Oh no, Baron is saying spinoff from Radar's character flopped and was canceled after one episode. Yeah, that's the that's the one. Yeah, and uh, who Although was Radar who, being? The, you know what would have been cool? Radar being Radar, like you know that one show that was like kind of lame. The guy from England who would come over and get rid of your bullies or whatever without guns. He would just drive his English car really fast around. He was like a English lame version of Night Rider without guns. I don't recall right now. The Apothecary. I don't know. There was some show where this like English butler would help you out. And he was like kind of like the A team. It would be like that. Radar would come up in a Jeep, right? And you'd have some kind of problem. And then Radar would come up in a Jeep and he'd be like, I know, I'm gonna sell four things of freaking lumber to some guy who's gonna sell fucking four bottles of something to some lady who's gonna get the vinegar that you need to solve this problem. That would have been awesome. Like a show where he just goes around what's that called? Like trading or whatever yeah. yeah i did i did enjoy trapper john md i i liked that one and i also liked elliot gould's portrayal in the original film i can't remember the name of the actor who um starred in the the television series but that's one that i watched and i didn't immediately have the association with mash didn't they kill him there was alan alda he was the lame one and then there was his friend and the one guy got sick of working with him so he's like i'm leaving and they killed him and then, then they brought the other guy in who was like just as bad as Alan Alda. I don't like the second guy at all. You know what I'm talking oh. about? Like the friend of Alan Alda who gets drunk with him? Yeah, I, I do recall. Guy. I mean, that's basically a show about two alcoholic bullies who are also surgeons. And people are like, well, I guess it's okay for you to be an alcoholic bully all the time. Well, and there was a wokeness in the later seasons, like the references we were making to Alan Alda earlier. I'll do whatever I want. I'm an alcoholic bully. I'll do whatever I want. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach at you for all this stuff. Like It's like mm -hmm. it, was worst, it was the worst show ever. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. And here's the thing. I remember going to the Smithsonian one time. This has nothing to do with anything. But I went to the Smithsonian as a little kid, and the mash tent was there. And I was like, oh, well, I could care less. But then you walked across the like it was on the same floor so you walked like across the building 
from the lame mash tent, if, as I remember. It might be upstairs now that I'm thinking about it. I might have had to go upstairs. And that's when the Smithsonian had all the guns out. So I have seen the Smithsonian collection before. Imagine the, the Natural History Museum, an entire floor of the Natural History Museum in the Smithsonian in DC. They haven't changed the buildings, right? They just changed around the interiors and the stuff in them out of the collections. So one half of the Natural History Museum was guns all around the outside, lit up, up and down vertical racks all around the whole perimeter, as far as I remember, all up and down into the rooms and stuff, like just the different eras and tons and tons of guns. Like I never even got to see them all. And then in between, like in the middle of the rooms was boats, like Navy ships that were like really detailed models that, you know, the government would own for the Navy, probably what the shipbuilder built to sell it to the Navy in the first place kind of thing, like a super detailed models of the, boats that were of all the boats so everything from back in the day i don't know what they're all called you know the old-fashioned kind up through all the different stuff so i didn't really pay too much attention to that other than to appreciate how much detail there was i mean obviously if they're in the smithsonian it's like the ultimate of model boats or whatever the hell they are salesman samples but then all around the outside was guns and then back in those days mash was so big that it was in the smithsonian like the mash surgeon tent or like the surgery tent you could walk through it so i guess technically i've walked through one of the tents that they set up for that show i'm sure they set up dozens because those tents probably cost them 200 bucks or less back then now it wasn't the surgical tent it wasn't anything quite as grand but the, there was a smithsonian road show of some of the mash artifacts and that came to the strategic air uh, command museum when my father was working uh, part-time as a docent and i have my the, the one picture that i wanted was of the post with all the different uh, places, all the different cities where folks were from and the mileage it was to get to them from where they were in South Korea. Uh, yeah, very, very iconic um, structure. Like really dug that. And they had one small tent. It was like, it wasn't the swamp specifically, um, you know, the surgeon's tent. It was a, like a generic kind of tent. But they had some other, some other stuff, some uh, uniforms and things that weren't, um, as well, things that were not used specifically in the series, but were of that era. Frank Burns I'm was the best character. I, I could almost understand. I mean, I I wouldn't agree, but I could see how somebody could say that because he was definitely having fun with the role compared to some of the other people. I think not my favorite, but I could see why Larry Linville might be. Um, you know, it's the he was always the butt of the jokes and he and uh you know like you're talking about you know two alcoholics picking on somebody poor frank burns and his replacement um, character was uh charles emerson winchester the third right and yeah. uh i i liked i enjoyed him a little bit more um than i did larry linville's character well because he would not be as much of a bully like they got sick of being so mean to that guy i guess it was cool to be mean to everybody in the 70s like that was the fucking way or something like look at all the movies from the 70s it was all about being mean to people so that was just probably the way the show started because that was the way everybody was and then you know i don't know i guess everybody got sick of it and said hey why are we doing this yeah, why do you think everybody you know stopped being mean to people on uh the regular was that society changed or something changed society i don't know with that without thinking about it gee i i don't I think know it's the, 
I think it's the growth of society. I don't think anybody changed it. I think it's just the awareness that like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I beating my kid? I don't have to beat my kid just because my dad beat me kind of thing. Like, I think everybody, you know, for a long time, everybody was just like, oh, you beat your kids because I got beat. Everybody just gets beat. Right. I think that was just a thing. Uh, from And I'm just getting that from like listening to the old people. Like they, my grandpa would be like, and then I got a whooping, you know, like he would get mm-hmm. the crap beat out of him constantly. And he never touched my dad. And my dad never touched me. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure my grandpa was like, no, I'm breaking that cycle. Like, you know, I'd get up in the morning and get beat. So I don't think that was because the, whatever he would be, my great grandpa was an asshole as much as that. It was just the way things were done back then. Like if your kid wasn't being fast enough or whatever, you'd smack them. You know what I mean? More culturally acceptable for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It was just the way to do it. Like, Hey, come on, we need a guy here. Smack. You got eight kids. Like you're going to start smacking them, I guess. So anyway, I'm thinking that just ended, you know, just because, People are like, oh, you know what? It seems weird that I'm over here smacking my kids and nobody else is smacking their kids. And then once you quit getting smacked as a kid, you quit smacking your kids, right? So I think it just kind of ends. Because I'm pretty sure that's where the bullying comes from, right? Being smacked around at home. I guess we got deep on the end of this one. Still the tactical quiz. So (laughs) uh, we'll get back from that. And uh, best gun song (laughs) in the poll is Give Me Back My Bullets. So who's the... Uh, well, I guess Crump already won. But for 20 points, who can be the first one to reply in the next 30 seconds with who the, what do you call it? Who the uh, author or who the singer artist? of? Give the artist to Give Me Back My Boat. Uh, we told him who it was at the top of the show. So anybody yeah. who's been here from the beginning, if you got oh, a you know what memory, I can do? What's that? I think I can do this. Oh, no, I deleted it. I don't have my 30-second thing. All these people have their 30-second thing still in there. So we'll just give them a moment or two. I mean, you know what we'll give them? We'll give them until this comes up. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. How many points did I say that was? Shit, I forgot what I said. 20, I thought. 20? Oh, shit. So if we give Roy 20, that would bring him to 27 because he was still at 7, right? Mm-hmm. And what was Crump at? Crump uh, finished up with, what was it, 25, I think? Well, no, Check it he out. finished out with 25 and then got another 7. 7 and 7 is 20. And 27. No, I get 27. 20, 20. I mean, 10 and 10 is 20. 5, 6, 7. Now it's a tie. Whoa. But but Roy's still in the room. And yeah. he, and I, I just switched over. I haven't been paying attention to them on my other handset, to the text chat. There's been a whole bunch of stuff going on out there. And and Roy, don't worry. Most people have trouble spelling Leonard Skinner. It's it, it's a weird one. There's a second Y in it. That's what tosses people off. And actually, a couple of little bits of trivia um, on the way out the door, not just about that song, but about the band. Um, the band named themselves after a teacher. It's like a, a gym teacher of theirs. Uh, it's a, it was a real person. Uh, different spelling, of course. They riffed on the, the spelling of that, of that gentleman's name. 
the last piece of trivia on that song specific is Give Me Back My Bullets is not actually about firearms or real bullets at all. It's about music charts, the bullets of being on a music chart. They had a, they had a, a really well-known dispute with their, with their label, the record label MCA. They wrote songs about it, like totally trashing their own record label. So, yeah. So do I got Roy's uh, address anywhere? That would be the question. All right. So let's see. We hit the tactical quiz and a special bonus tactical quiz for the people that are sticking around into hour number two almost. And then we talked about books and way too much about MASH and then a bunch of movies. So I think we've hit all the different pop culture ways of referencing gun stuff. And we also basically uh, hosted a weird version of the mouse party in a way. So give me back my bullets is the one that won with 35% of the votes. I'm going to end that over there. 20 votes. And kind of waiting for Roy to let me know. I feel like I have sent something to Roy before, but I'm not 100% certain. I'm kind of surprised to see uh, that Aerosmith song take second place. I, and I thought that there would be way more fans. I was really surprised to see there in the in the final standings of the poll that uh, "Don't Take Your Guns to Town" finished dead last uh, by a margin of fifteen. More interesting, or a more interesting song to hear out of these, right? Mm, agree. It's not like just a, I don't know what to call it, like a car riff or kind of song or whatever, like a stage riff. You know, it's like more of a actual ballad or whatever. Oh, Roy's out there uh, offering his first name and, and his general location. And I'm not sure where um, Big Easy was going with Bill Nye. Did, did I miss out on something there? Let me know what, that is, what that's about, Big Easy. I have no idea. Uh, sometimes when people are... Uh, not paying attention, the thing doesn't, you know, it goes off of live, and they may be way behind or something. The lag, yeah, I've had that happen to me. All right, times. so I'm tweeting at the, uh, the assortment of them again here. We got the uh, Wolverines out. So I'm assuming that that means that I know their address. So without getting too personal in the live chat, let us know which one of these you'd be interested in here. They go from sort of a I'm going to call it a kind of a greenish color through the blues into a purples and kind of into a rust. And I flipped these around before and now I can't tell which way they should go. You know what it is? I think I took, didn't I take somebody's and I staggered it like one every four or something. So there might be a step here. 
and and some folks were able to select. I, I do remember being able myself to pick one out of the lineup and uh, DM Foss able to do the same. So there will be a couple of gaps in in the color scheme there. That great that gradation uh, gradation is nice though. I like that. Yeah, I mean it still happens even though there's you know it's not consistent or it's not. Um, yeah, I guess consistent is the word. Yeah, had had I not been told, I wouldn't have known. So we're waiting for Roy to pick from the left to the right, or however he wants to do it. And what else are we missing? I think that that would bring it to a wrap. See how many other people are out there now being like going, hey, well, there's not much being said right now. There he is out there saying the fourth one from the left. Four. So I'll make it very, very similar to the one that's headed out to Trump. That's what I I selected the deep blue for Trump. And and he uh, gave me a nod of appreciation for that for that pick out there in the text chat earlier tonight. And then, uh, obviously, like, say, Roy, somehow get in contact with me. Let me know what the address is then. So, uh, yeah, that's all it is, Big Easy, is that uh, just click the little, uh, over near the volume, there's a thing that says live, and that needs to be read. If it's not read, it just means you're, like, watching at some point in the distant future or distant past. All right, I'm going to go put these back real quick before I uh, move on out here. And I'm going to drop links out there, uh, not only to G-Web's Patreon address, but also to gear websites. You've seen uh, a commercial or two uh, during the cast. Go ahead and check out all the 2A swag that's over there. Got some good stuff going on, including some Wolverine patches. So if you like those, you can check out some other editions of that series. I've got uh, more than a few. I believe that Guns and Barbecue is the reigning patch leader uh, for the Wolverine patches. Uh, he takes a great amount of pride in that. He's got some panels full of gear websites patches out there. I got more than a few myself. Got more than a few myself. So I'm dropping that link out there to uh, the gear website store right now. Check it out, folks. Oh, he's had an issue with the uh, internet over there. Definitely know what that's like. Although I have seen them uh, farting around in the neighborhood. So I think they may be upgrading stuff. So. That's good to hear, or it's good to, hopefully it means we'll see some better internet here. Uh, Thanks, DJ, for dropping the links out there. And again, Roy's going to uh, let us know or let me know uh, somehow, uh, privately or whatever, uh, an address he wants me to send that to. So again, thanks everybody for showing up for the tactical quiz. On Wednesdays, we try to... uh, Keep the uh, concept of a firearms game show going. At some point, uh, we'll get a bunch more Patreons uh, or some other support for this. Eventually, even though I'm not a big fan of doing sponsorships and stuff, I do want to have prizes and cool stuff, and I'm not rich. So I'll probably do some sort of thing where I let people uh, give me a bunch of free stuff so that I can give it away and have cool prizes. I do have a bunch of free stuff over here. I just have to really get pictures of it and kind of sort it out and uh, have some fun with it. So thanks to the Patreons, as I uh, mentioned a couple of times already, um, our Patreons make it possible for us to do what we do. And uh, 
um, what do you call it? I usually uh, mention towards the end of the show. Uh, that there's been a scroll going at the bottom of the show the whole damn time and none of y'all clicked on it again so if i were to go over here and screen share you can see that there's only one person who's used the hashtag all day roy so i'm already sending roy something so i can't even click on it with just one drawing but if you go back and look that hashtag has been scrolling down at the bottom there type the hashtag daily gun show in the text chat for a chance to win even more free loot. I do this constantly, like literally constantly, and nobody ever does it. Nobody ever looks down there, takes advantage of the free loot. I'm already sending stuff to Roy, so congratulations for paying attention to the bottom of the screen where nobody looks down there. Patreons appreciate it. I appreciate it. DJ, you want to plug anything on our way out of I, the door here? I do indeed. Uh, uh, the Guns and Barbecue channel has a chat coming up this very evening. Uh, stop by and check out the Almost Nightly Firearms Expo, one of the best 2A ripoff shows that there is on the YouTubes. Um, and until then, y'all, be safe, have fun, carry your guns, and rock. Thanks, G. Thanks, everybody who listens to this on the other platforms. That leaves us comments. We do appreciate the folks that are over there on UGE-Tube leaving us comments. It's been appreciated. Uh, nobody really leaves us comments on uh GunStreamer too much, except for when I leave comments on their videos, which is appreciated. And then over on GunTube.org, another Pro 2A video hosting platform that we'll put the uh, tactical quizzes over there on these platforms. We'll usually put the wrap the wrap ups uh, if we do special videos or interesting videos on the channel, the big channel. We'll post those over there. So we do appreciate the people that give us feedback from all those different places. Uh, let's see, got my headphones on while cleaning my G42 just behind. No worries. Normally, there's a show right after this. It would be starting an hour ago, and it's called The Mouse Party. Uh, I guess they quit doing it. They hate 2A or something. Maybe we'll chalk them into getting back into 2A and doing live shows again by next week. We'll see. But uh, I forgot what the deal was. Did he tell us why or something up? I'm not sure. Stay tuned for details. And check it out next week. But normally it's on, on Wednesday. So if you're interested in another late night show, if you're a person who's uh, working overnight, cleaning everything up, resetting everything, stocking shelves, cleaning things basically, uh, getting things organized, getting everything ready for the people who take advantage or take everything for granted and blame everybody all day long. Um, well, see, he's working. So that's what this show is all about. So uh, thanks to the people that, uh, like I say, give us a chance to do this one all night. More Patreons mean we'll stay on longer. I like these long format shows personally. However, it's kind of a pain in the ass on the podcast thing because they charge you by the hour, sort of, so to speak. At least they give me so much space. And then I got to like delete the old stuff because these things are long. So this two-hour show means I got to go delete two one-hour shows in order to kind of do that little stupid dance over there so I don't have to pay for that service. If I had a bunch more Patreons, I could just pay for that stupid service. So if you're over there listening to podcasts and you're like, dang, how come on this podcast service I only get like four? It's because I don't feel like paying them 30 bucks a month for that. When I have, you can go to the other podcasts, uh, go to iTunes. We got like 200 of them up over there. 
uh, the good podcast services that let us hook right up to them, iTunes, iHeartRadio. They have the entire 200-plus episodes that we have hosting right now. But the uh, Podbean and the Stitcher and some of the others, we can only cram like three to four, sometimes five, if they're really short episodes. And that's why some people keep their episodes down to an hour. Um, I'm not going to pay them 30 bucks a month. It's just not worth it. I'm paying too many other bills right now. So, uh, again, I appreciate the Patreons that give us a chance to do this. If you'd like to see more of this, then consider grabbing us a cup of coffee each month. If a thousand people gave us a cup of coffee, I could shut up about this and we would just move on blowing your minds with 2A stuff all night long. Uh, if, if I got a thousand people giving me a cup of coffee every month, we'd be granting like a thousand dollars a month to people like Tony Simon. So it's crazy how much a cup of coffee a month can do when it adds up. We have like 150 people, not a thousand. So if you're interested in seeing what would happen with uh, the investment in content creation, head over to Patreon. There's lots of good content creators over there. I suggest taking 20 bucks, throw five bucks at us because we're awesome, and then take the rest of that 15 bucks and chop it up into pieces and give it to content creators that you value. And after a few months, you'll have spent 100 bucks. If you don't think that that $100 was in good investment, then let me know because I've been suggesting that to people for a while now and I've met nobody's come back and said it didn't work out for them. So I suspect if you invest in the stuff that you value, you'll appreciate the return on that investment. I know that I do appreciate the ability to spend time on stuff like this without any kind of focus on, you know, except for buying stuff from our damn store. Uh, I don't care what grip angle you've got. I don't care how many red dots you have or don't have. I don't uh, have any skin in those games, and we can continue to work for the stuff we're working for. So with all that being said, thanks for listening this long into the show, and uh, we'll be back to pick you up later. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Tonight's episode, Triangle of Terror. This is our tribute to Foss, who has to be at work this evening. So let us know what you think. We'll be watching the comments wherever you find the video, over on GunStreamer.com or on GunTube.org. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The, the guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourages you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching GunWebsites.com.